Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today, and my name is Alex Beck. And joining us on the show is Austin Phillips from Ardent Fitness out of Oshkosh, Wisconsin. What's going on, Austin? Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Alex. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Of course, of course. We've been talking for a couple of weeks now, so um, I'm happy that I was we were able to figure it out and uh, get you on the show. You know, I appreciate you giving your time um, out of that busy gym owner life to be here with us. Um, but before we dive into the nitty gritty of you know, what you have going on with your facility. Why don't you give us a little background on what made you get started in the fitness industry in the first place? Um, so I've always been into like fitness, more of the meathead fitness actually, but in, I was in Afghanistan in 2011, 2012 and started seeing a lot more functional fitness stuff. And one of my buddies, when we got home, I was finishing college, he texted me and he's like, Hey, do you want to start a gym? And I'm like, yeah, that sounds, I didn't know what I was going to do with my life. Right. I'm like, yeah, that sounds amazing. Um, so then I had to create a presentation to my wife, why I wanted to take the money that we were saving for a house and spend it on a gym. Um, and luckily I was finishing up my, I was finishing up business school. So I knew how to do that. So that wasn't an issue. Um, and she went for it and then we had to decide the location because he was neither of us lived in an area that was conducive to this. And both of my wife and I got into grad school in Madison and Oshkosh. And uh, when we first opened, we were a CrossFit gym and Madison had like five and Oshkosh had zero. So that kind of really narrowed down our location. So we decided Oshkosh and we've been here ever since. Awesome. Awesome. I'm glad that presentation went well. Um, that's hilarious, by the way, uh, you gotta love, <laughs> love, you know, having your, your significant other, um, you know, gotta, gotta convince them first, but awesome. Awesome. So yeah, you started as a CrossFit gym. Uh, now you turn into ardent fitness within the past couple of years. Uh, so that's really cool. And it kind of, you know, leads me, um, why don't you give the listeners just your own elevator pitch, um, of ardent fitness and, and the services you offer? Yeah. So we're, we're a functional fitness gym. We, I honestly, I used to be more of a meathead, you know, like the two and a half hours in the gym, bench press, lat pull down, stuff like that, big dude. And I kind of had, well, I did one functional fitness workout back in the day that kind of like gave me an epiphany. I'm like, wow, I'm, I'm not fit at all. I was really big, not fit. And so that kind of changed the direction or our path. And as far as like our gym goes, we just focus on doing the little things really well, right? So being very good at squatting, being very good at deadlifting, being very good at pressing, like being very good at all these functional movements that translate into everyday life. So that's kind of what we sell is just the ability to live your best life, right? So, you know, a life without pain, a life or with minimal pain. Some of us are always going to have pain, but um, the ability to move, the ability to play with your kids, the ability to play with your grandkids. Like our average member is a female between 33 and 41, I think. 
is like our standard, our biggest demographic that we have. So we really, throughout the years, we've really like transitioned with the ebbs and flows of what's happening and, and kind of this is where we landed now. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And, you know, I think people, especially lately, they've been realizing how much, how important functional fitness is and, you know, really focusing not on building your muscle all the time, but, you know, working out your joints, your knees, your elbows and keeping that functionality. So as you get older, um, you know, you're not in pain. You could, you know, continue living your best life and continue running around with your kids. Uh, so that's great. That's something you focus on. And I know you guys offer, uh, you know, private training, group training, you even do some, you know, custom nutrition as well. And that leads me to my next question um, about how many current members are you serving right now in your facility? Uh, currently, we have around 50 some odd group members and 20 ish personal training clients right now. So Cool, cool. So you're sitting at about, you know, 70 members in total. You have a really good sized facility, 4,500 square foot. Um, I do always like to ask, um, is 70 members somewhere where you guys want to stop at? Or are you trying to hit the gas right now and, you know, see some new faces in your gym? Um, 70 is sustainable. I think that, you know, that, that 125, 150 would be a solid, like, for where we are, what we do and what we have to offer without like really diluting our product. I think yeah. that would be a good place to be like that 125, 150. Right. It's important to grow, you know, at a steady pace and not only that, but be prepared for growth. Right. Um, yeah. You don't want to dilute your product, dilute, you know, even the community that you have inside your gym. Um, I know we spoke about this and one thing that you do really well is keeping your clients for a long period of time. And that is, you know, just as important as getting more clients in the door, like you don't want to push in all of a sudden push in 30 new clients, 20 new clients and dilute your product and then have a lot of people start leaving in the coming months. Um, so that's good that that's something that you focused on. Um, but since you are trying to see some new faces at some point, um, you know, grow a little bit, um, what are you kind of doing actively right now to aid that growth process? Um, right now we run some social media stuff. Uh, obviously we're active on social media. One of my coaches or former coaches does all our social media stuff. I'm, I'm, per, I'm 41. I'm terrible at social media. I don't want anything to do with it. I like can't really stand it. it. I mean, it is, but it's a necessary evil at this point, right? 2022 it's, it is what it is now. Um, it's but, like a double-edged sword, right? Like at, at one point, you know, it's really annoying to say that you kind of have to be active on social media now as a business for almost anything. Cause it's yeah. like, if I can't find you on Google, if I can't search you up and, you know, see your stars on Yelp for a lot of people these days, um, I think they're, they're not going to come to you. They're not, you know, for anything, restaurants, gyms. Yeah. Um, so it is really important, you know, to be on that and it does get annoying and it's very meticulous as well. Um, but once you kind of figure out your system and, you know, get running on social media, it, it does help a lot. Uh, so that's good that you do notice that as well. Um, do you guys do any type of paid advertising at all? Like, like Facebook ads or Instagram ads? Yeah, we, we run some paid advertisement um, off and on. We've done it for the last two years. One of my, again, one of my uh, employees, she's, she does that. And then I also have used some outside sources to help me with 
paid advertisement as well, just because again, I can do it. I could dig into it and learn it. And, but for me, my time is way more important than learning a new skill. And I'm never going to, yeah, I just, yeah, I just don't want to do it. No, yeah, no, no. And that's like totally okay. I mean, we spoke about this too. It's, you know, a skill in itself to, to find the things you're good at, um, you know, choose to not waste time on it and hand it off to someone else, um, you know, that could, that could do it better. Um, so that's good. Um, but, but with the Facebook advertising that you have done, um, have you noticed any results at all? Are you able to track the numbers to, to see if they're bringing leads in or new members into your door? Yeah, I can, yeah, we can track the numbers. We have a, like a client relationship management system, stuff like that. So I'm able to track and see how many leads we get. Like I just set up an intro about an hour ago with a guy tonight at six. So, okay. Super cool. Okay. Um, so is that your main way that you get clients into your door? Um, do you do, you know, focus on other things Is referrals, a big way that you get clients in the door as well? So our client, I know our clients try to bring their friends and we do stuff like, um, we do events and things like that, but we don't do anything. We do not do anything. That's an insane referral program or anything like that. We don't do, uh, we don't do discounts. We don't do specials. We don't do good for you. Uh, anything like that, because again, that dilutes the product in the end, yeah. right? If you get somebody in at a discounted rate, and then when you tell them it's time to pay the full rate, they've already seen your gym at the discounted rate, right? Yeah. They're not going to want to come in at the full rate. And that happened. I saw it happen firsthand when I was a member of a CrossFit gym in Waukesha, Wisconsin, before I moved up to Oshkosh and they did a, a um, what the hell? Is they did a Groupon and they got like, they sold this crazy Groupon for like 30 bucks or something and sold, you know, an insane amount of Groupon. Hey, shh, sorry. No worries, no worries. Sold a crazy amount of Groupons and then none of the, they flooded the gym with people. None of them stayed after the Groupon was up and then they still had to honor the Groupons up to, I can't remember what the gym owner was telling me, but it was something like, crazy so he made like you know three thousand dollars up front but then it just wasn't worth a squeeze in the end right so that's something we don't so we do zero discounts well okay i lied we do one discount we do a 10 percent discount for a family member right so if it's a husband and wife the lesser membership gets a 10 percent discount just because we are an expensive gym and that's an to me, that's an acceptable loss right there. No, and good for you for not diluting your product, right? Um, most gym owners that I talk to, a lot of them are stuck in, still stuck in that referral phase. And they think that, you know, the way to fill up their gyms is by giving free classes or, you know, refer someone and you'll get a month free and yep. then abiding them in the end, right? Um, you know, well, I went through, diluting. I went through all of that though, right? Yeah. So, you know, the whole like, uh, Dunning-Krieger effect where you think you know everything, but you really know nothing. Like I went through that entire slope through, you know, the last nine years. And, you know, I tried all of that stuff. Like did in the beginning, you know, did the, honestly, it's what they teach essentially, at least in 2013 timeframe, 2012, like business school, you read about like gyms. You, that's all you see is like, Hey, bring a friend, client referrals, 
um, free week, uh, free training to start, all this stuff. And it's really hard to get out of that mindset and out of that when that's all that you've been like pushed, even yeah. since you've just been a gym member, that's all you've seen. So you think that's the right thing to do. Right. Yeah. So no, no, I, I agree. And, and since, uh, you know, referrals isn't something that you rely on are your most of your members are they getting pushed in um you know from the ads that you're running from you know your social media presence uh right now at this exact moment yes but we have we have a solid group of people that all came in with friends so you know you have one friend has a really good experience and, and we kind of let the product speak for itself right so when somebody comes in and they sign up with us, I'm really, I'm really not going to ask them for like a referral, right? Yeah. I'm going to just say, I hope that they have an amazing experience and they try to bring in their social network into the gym. Or, you know, when a friend's like, hey, wow, you look amazing. What, what have you been doing? Like, oh, you know, I've been going to art and fitness. Like, oh, what, what's that? Um, so that's pretty much I try not to pressure clients in that way because we really just try to give them the best hour of their day possible and just let the product speak for itself. And that's really good. And the fact that a lot of your members were brought in by someone else, it does show proof of product, right? It shows a, what you're doing is working. You know, the value you're providing is valuable to, you, to your members. Um, so that's great to hear that, you know, you're able to, to keep your classes filled just by you know, not diluting the product and, and, you know, uh, providing value to your members. Um, awesome. So, so what's kind of your process when you get an interested lead, when you have someone, you know, I, I know you have a, a call you said with someone today at six. Um, so when you have someone who's interested in coming into your gym, uh, what's your process to turning them into a paid member? So we do intros, so no sweat intros. So, okay. um, they go through our system, whether they come in through our website or they come in through Facebook or they come in through Google, go into our website, they get some text messages, some phone calls. Um, either I call them or one of my coaches does that also works on the back end with me on this stuff. And then we try to set up a time to get them in the gym. And if we can get them in the gym, um, most of the time it's going to end up being a positive outcome. I mean, barring some like financial difficulty or something like that, yeah. which is a lot of times the case too, just because we are, we are, we're an expensive gym. So, you know, if you're going to start out with us the first three months, it's either $8.99 a month for the first three months, or it's $3.69 a month for the first three months. So, you know, financial, financial is probably the number one reason people can't start or won't start or don't want to start, but do you keep better track? at getting what's that? Sorry about that. I said, uh, do you keep track of like, you know, your conversion rates for the leads that you do get um, with the sales process that you have in play? Yeah, it's in the, it's in our, our system. I don't have the numbers up right yeah. now, but um, it's better now. It's been, I don't know. It's, it's been COVID, you know, we thought everybody thought it would bounce back really fast and it seemed like for a second it would, but you know, this whole thing has just been a, just a long, arduous couple of years. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. And, and the government really did, you know, essentially nothing to take care 
of the fitness industry. I mean, no. they were pre preaching, stay at home, you know, take this pill and that pill, go get yep. you know, your shots. Um, but they never really said, hey, go outside, go on a run, go to the gym. <laughs> hey, if uh, you're a bar or a restaurant, you got a whole bunch of money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, you were no, still able cool. to operate. You could get all the extra grants and stuff. And I didn't, and that's that statement's a little bit misleading because I did get like the PPP and stuff like that because I have an accountant and and they uh they made sure my paperwork was done correctly and turned in. So I was able to, you know, utilize some of the government funding to make sure I could keep the gym open and keep all my employees employed was my big it was my zero that was my goal period was yeah. keep everybody on. Yeah. So, and and the fact that, you know, you made it, uh, you know, past COVID, that's something to be proud about. Now it's kind of like, hey, let's build a game plan, you know, for, for the future. As long as there's no shutdowns, um, let's figure out a way to continue growing consistently and, uh, you know, get to that next point, get to your goal. Um, awesome. So do you do the selling currently for your members when you have an interested lead? Is it you? Yeah, that's actually my favorite part. Um, I don't really like to coach anymore. And... Okay. I do it all like a few times a week now, but uh, my favorite part is talking to people and sitting down with them and just seeing how we can help. And if we can help, and if we can't help, I send them to someplace. I know every gym in the area. So I've, they should start keeping uh, track of how many people I send them and send me uh, some money <laughs> because if, if I can't help somebody, I make sure they find a home. So no, good for you. That's really cool that you like the sales part too. And that's like a, you know, smart business move to focus on, you know, almost the sales, getting people in the gym and being able to, to automate the back end, the things like training. Do you have, do you have other trainers? How many trainers do you have? Um, six, one, hang on. Six six other trainers. So one full-time, everybody else is part-time. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Um, so yeah, this is a question that I like to ask, uh, just because, you know, I think it's a good way for, for you to reflect on the past 10 years that, that you've been a gym owner. Um, but what was easier than you thought when you started your business and what was something that was, you know, more difficult or unexpected, uh, when you started your gym? I think well, I'll start with the the most difficult part was not knowing what you didn't know. Right. So like, like I said, I went to business school. I have an MBA. Um, I thought like, Oh, I'm like, all this is going to translate into just making it this super simple. Like I can own a business and thinking you're, you're smart when you're really not. Yeah. And, and going through that transition stage of being like, you know, we, we opened in 2013. So so advertising and stuff like that wasn't really a thing as much, you know, mobile, our website wasn't mobile ready. You know, we didn't know anything. We, I paid a guy to do the website. I was like, Hey, here, do the website. And we opened our doors. It was funny. We opened our doors and all of a sudden we had like 40 people out of nowhere. And we were like outside of town. We didn't do any advertising, nothing. I was like, Whoa, I sat down with my partner at the time. I'm like, we're going to have to like find another space. We're going to have to do all this stuff. Right. And then all of a sudden reality hits you're like, okay, that was just like a weird, like the new thing. And now we actually have to start figuring out how we're going to retain clients, how we're going to right. um, get new clients, programming, stuff like that. So then you start 
realizing it's not going to be as easy as you thought it was going to be, which I guess if it was super easy, everybody would do it and nobody would have to have a like nine to five. Right. So yeah. that's okay. Um, what was easier And I don't know if any of it's been easy, to be totally honest. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's the truth, right? I don't, I don't know if there's been anything where I'm like, wow, that was way easier than I thought. Because I think I came in with the idea that it was going to be easy and realized everything was hard. Yeah. That that kind of negated anything being easy. You know, and so has anything like led up just in the past years? I know you, you learn a lot just by by failure, right? By, you know, trying different things, seeing what doesn't work, what works for you, what doesn't. Um, do you feel like you've gone to the point now where, you know, things have eased up a little bit to where you have your process down? Yeah, we made, so we made a lot of like SOPs throughout COVID and stuff like that, operating procedures. And I started to put people in the right positions. I made some, you know, mistakes over nine years with, people in different positions that it didn't work. And I was, is really hard for me to see because I'm much more of a hands-off, um, not a micromanager. Yeah. I'm a, you know, I don't, you're supposed to be at the gym and I'll just speak from like the aspect of the full, like we don't have, the gym's not an access gym, right? So we don't have like somebody at a front desk. If the gym's not being used, it's locked. So my, my full-time, my head coach, if she doesn't have to be there, she's not there. Like, and that takes a lot of trust. And I think that with who I have there now, she's in the perfect position for her. She does. She is amazing. Um, but I, it took a while to get there. Right. Like yeah. definitely made some poor choices on the way. And that was on me, not on the people that I chose. I just put them in the wrong spot. Mm -hmm. And that was a, uh, it was a learning curve and it was also a big learning curve because I came from the military. So I was used to very much used to, Hey, do your job. Yeah. Shut the F up, you know? <laughs> and, and that doesn't really work in the, in the real world. So you can't, you can't really do that kind of thing. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I do think, you know, I have a lot of friends. I was thinking about joining the military too uh, when I was younger um, but I do have a lot of friends. It definitely teaches you structure though. Right. You know, and yeah. structuring your day too, and, and waking up early, uh, getting shit done essentially. Um, so that, that's always a good thing as well. Um, I know we touched a little bit on retention, but I did want to talk about, you know, ascension as well. Um, do you ever focus on, you know, ascending your members to higher levels of service? I know you do like group training, private training and nutrition. Um, you know, do I know, most people are just going to jump in just group training, the very basic base model. Do you ever try uh, to ascend them to those higher levels of service just to, you know, increase your profit, your revenue as an owner? Yeah. So, I mean, when people first start, if let's say you, let's say Alex, that you came to me and you're like, Hey, I have never done a clean and jerk. I have never done a snatch. Um, I have never done a deadlift we make everybody go through three one-on-one -on -one training sessions just to get into the gym. So you can't just come in. If you showed up at the door and said, Hey, I am here to work out. And I would say, make an appointment and we can sit down and talk about this. Um, so no matter what people have to go through 
our initial training and our our goal is to get people into our 90 day journey which translates into the, they're already having the top of the line stuff at that point right so they're already doing the 90 day journey includes uh the initial training sessions where we teach you all the fundamental movements how to squat how to deadlift how to press how to push press push jerk snatch clean and jerk um we talk about we also run assessments and figure out scaling and stuff like that to show you that hey we can help you no matter what fitness level you're at or or during that time as well then you then we sit down with the nutrition we do a body scan and we set up a program for you based on habit change not so much i think we've ran the entire process of nutrition too where we've gone from you know the the prescriptive model and we've done um, macros and things like that and now we focus on just habit change mm -hmm. and saying okay hey let's talk about your nutrition show me like a week of your meals and then i mean we still talk about the macros and things like that but our process has turned much more into changing one thing right hey let's you drink two liters of mountain dew a day how about we knock that down to like one liter for a week and we'll see how it goes right and or like hey maybe drink some Mountain Dew and then we'll drink like a liter of water or something like that. Right. So yeah. we're trying to make these little changes and right, over the important. course of, yeah. And over the course of 90 days, like those little changes we keep making, like in the end, you've created one huge change. Yeah. And we just learned that through, um, years of being like, okay, Hey, yeah, you're going to come to the gym. You're going to work out five days a week. You're going to drink nothing but water. And the only condiment you can use is mustard. And here's your macros. Eat these exactly. Uh, I'll check oh. back in with you in a week, right? Within a week, they're like, they burn yeah, out. Yep, they're like, I'm done. Like, yeah. like, hey, not for me. So um, that took took us a while to get there too. And I think that became, and honestly, I think this whole the whole transition of of our gym has been following the the transition that I personally made through life too. Like as the owner, you know, when I first opened the gym, I was super into fitness, you know, working out like three hours a day. My meals were perfect. Um, you know, I was like 5% body fat. I was, you know, 235 pounds, just like, you know, really into it. And then you know, you spend 12 hours a day at the gym when you first open, 14 hours a day at the gym when you first open, not knowing what you're doing, doing everything wrong. But at least, you know, it's at a gym, so I could spend three hours, three hours of those days working out. So that was cool. Um, but then, you know, life happens. I, uh, four years ago, I had my first kid, and my time really became my, my payment was my time, right? So now I try to make sure I try to be home every morning for, for breakfast. Um, I'm home every night for dinner or try to be the most I can. I usually make like 13 out of 14 days um, and just try to be present and not on my phone for the gym, which doesn't always work. It's a, it's a very, it's a fine line to walk, right? Cause somebody messages and I'm like, Ooh, you know, I got a new lead. <laughs> and, you know, I'm going to message them and my wife's staring at me. So I had like, dinner time I have to put my phone across the room so I make sure I don't uh don't touch it yeah you know so but I took it is it's kind of part of it's part of the game though right you have to do it you don't really yeah. until you can get until you can get rid of that job to somebody else you don't have a choice and 
through the years of like, um, I used to have a business partner. I bought him out. Uh, that ended like it was a contentious relationship in the end. Okay. And we're friends again now. Like it was actually super crazy that transition. But then uh, I bought him out, and then COVID happened a couple years later. And I was like, wow, man, he should have bought me out. Like I made the <laughs> wrong choice. <laughs> <laughs> um, but and then also like side note i bought a building in 2017 for my gym and so i moved my gym i own the building so i was like that's what you're supposed to do in business right you like expand your assets you be able to gain more money so i pay myself rent because i started another business like all this and then covid happened and something that i told everybody and not in a bad way but honestly if i didn't own the building i was in when covid first happened i would have dissolved the gym and sold all the equipment and just been done um yeah. like rowers were going for like 1600 bucks like used rowers it was crazy i would have made money hand over fist selling all my equipment <laughs> but i owned the i owned the building so what was i, I what was i supposed to do yeah. you know so i just uh i had to kind of put my head down and hope for the best yeah yeah, no, definitely. I think that was a lot of people throughout COVID and in so many industries, but especially fitness. Um, you know, now, Austin, we kind of know what you want for your gym, right? Um, you know, you want to help people. You want to provide value. You don't want to dilute your services. Um, you know, but, but what do you want from your gym? Like when you started the business, what was like your end goal in mind, the big picture for you? Um, what was it that, that you want from your gym? So the... Uh... I, I actually, I, I bring it up once in a while. I look at it. I wrote a business plan because like I said, I was at the time I was in business school and I decided to start the gym. So that's what you do, right? You write a business plan because I was going to get funding and you know, whatnot. We had this, our initial business plan was like this huge, like half normal fitness, like almost gold's gym, like access and then half like functional fitness, CrossFit stuff. Mm -hmm. And you know, we're like, had this dream list of equipment and then reality hits and you realize like, oh, wow, the SBA is not going to give me all of that money. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we had to really parse that down. But, um, you know, in the business plan, I sometimes I look back, and I read, I just laugh at how, how not real it was, right? It was like a dream. Um, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, my partner at the time, like, yep, we're going to open this gym. It's going to gangbusters we're gonna be making money hand over fist have like you know x amount of employees stuff like that um and then about a year in i had one of our very first members came up to me and and i don't do i don't do progress pictures it's just for some reason for me i find it weird right i'm not gonna be like hey welcome to the gym pop your shirt off let me take a picture of you like yeah. that's not really like like sit here yeah. Yeah. Just for me, it's weird. Like, I don't want to do that. If somebody yeah. wants, I tell people, if you want to take pictures of yourself over your progress, like, please do it. I would. And if you want to share them with me later, I would love to see your progress, but I, you don't have to do it. Not at all. And some gyms do that. It's like I said, it's just not my thing. Um, but I had one member, she it was her like one year membership or one year in, and she came up and she showed me just like a before picture, like the day she started. 
and in her picture of her now and i was like whoa completely changed her life she lost a ton of weight was like happy met met a boyfriend that's now her husband that now is they have kids like um everything changed for her over the course of that year and and that's where at that exact moment that's when everything changed for me and instead of looking at the gym like a business and looking at the gym like this this entity that's going to create the life that I think I want right it's now the entity that can help other people create the lives that they want yeah so, I think I think that's huge too right just even being able to you know focus and soak in the moment sometimes people think they don't realize that the life that they want is like the life they're living now right I just had a daughter myself too and and sometimes I get caught up in and wanting to chase success, you know, yeah. uh, go hard with my businesses, make more money. And then after I sit there and think for a bit, I'm like, you know, I'm pretty happy right now. Like, this is the life that I like living. I, I'm hanging out with my daughter. I have time for her. You know, I'm doing well. Um, so that, that's really cool that you're able to to look at yourself, too, and, and, and realize, like, hey, look at the look at the lives that I'm changing here. Like, this is kind of what it's about for me, you know? I mean, I still fall into it once in a while. Like, it's hard not to, right? You want to be successful. And like, we have a a society based around wants, right? You want the next biggest thing. You want the bigger house. You want the nicer car. You want the nice trips or whatever your hobby is, the next level up, right? It's just kind of the way our society was brought together. Our culture is as Americans. And it's hard. And like I said, I still fall into it at times, but it was like, I think it was 2014 or 2015. I went to a seminar three, two, one, go. And I met Chris Cooper, who's now the two brain business owner. And they do a lot of gym membership for like CrossFit and functional fitness gyms. Okay. And I think they've really expanded out too, but um, he had everybody do this exercise called the perfect day, right? Where you write out like what your perfect day would be. And you're like, Hey, what's your perfect day? Like what time exactly, like, like exactly what time would you wake up? What would you do when you woke up? What would be, you know, what would you do next? What time would you, and then all the way until you went to bed, like that's your perfect day. And it was, I did one in 2014 and I think it was like 2017 or 2018. I was uh, kind of like down on myself based on where the gym was, right? It ebbs and flows, yeah. you know, and uh and I was like, man, I just, I can't figure this out. Like nothing's going the way I want it to X, you know, this, that, and the other thing. And I came across, I saved it. I came across my, my perfect day I wrote and I looked at it and I was like, I'm literally living my perfect day from 2014. Yeah. I was like, what the hell just happened? And like, I was like, holy crap. In 2014, if I would have known that I would sit here and be complaining about what I'm doing right now, I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> so that was like a. Like a, like yeah, a I was like, shift change. Yeah. I was like, I, it was like a paradigm shift. I was like, yeah. boom. I'm like, wow. I'm yeah. Do you, you know, do you make the money you want to make or what you think you need to make? No, but I was providing a service and I had amazing clients. I still do have amazing clients. Um, but I had employees and people's lives depended on, you know, if I made the gym work and Mm -hmm. 
then that translated, you know, obviously COVID. And again, my entire thing was just be able to pay my coaches, be able to do the best I could for my members. Um, so it really transitioned my, my kind of train of thought. And now I'm kind of at that stage where my goal is to be able to, to back away a little bit and have more time. Right. And I do, and I have a pretty, my brother likes to say that I don't have a job, but he's, he's a hater. I think he's just jealous. Um, <laughs> Cause he, he has to go to work. He has a really good job, but he, he has to pay for it too. Yeah. Um, my, my whole thing is like time, man. And, but I do have to preface that. And I do have to be a hundred percent honest that I do have disability from the military that helps like fill the gaps for me. Right. So when I was, when COVID hit, I'm like, okay, again, really lucky. I own the building so I could do pay the minimum. I could pay the minimum mortgage on the building without having to pay, you know, like if I rented, I'd have to pay two and a half times what I was paying my, paying my mortgage. Yeah. Right. Um, so I got really lucky there. I have an amazing accountant that was like, made sure everything was in the right place at the right time, made sure all my paperwork was done for all the like PPP and stuff like that. Um, and I was able to really, and I mean, honestly, in COVID too, like you weren't spending money. What was I going to do? I had nothing to spend money on. Um, so, and again, I was able to like, you know, depend on my disability from the military and so I had a really good situation. So I, I got really lucky, to be honest. I don't know. I mean, you only live in the reality that you have. Like, obviously, it would have been different if I didn't have any of that stuff. But I think I still think just who I am, I would have figured something out, too, at that time. Right. My, my big... A lot of luck, too, is just, you know, putting yourself in the right position to receive that luck, too. You know, a lot of yeah. people say they're unlucky. It's like, okay, but you, you do nothing throughout the day. To move your own. Good. Don't worry. I was saying, uh, you know, a lot of people who who claim or or say to be unlucky, um, you know, they don't do anything throughout the day to move their needle forward. So it's like, of course, you're not gonna, you know, get that quote unquote luck. Um, yeah, awesome. Another question. One of the last questions that I like to ask before we start to wrap things up here. Um, but if you could wave you know, like a magic business wand, essentially, and have your business, your gym, uh, be in the exact position that you want it, uh, what would that look like to you? Um, it would, so if I could wave a wand and have my gym exactly where I wanted it, you know, like I said, it would be that, that client number range that we talked about. Yeah. It would be three full-time coaches, able to make a great living, like, you know, make at least 75,000 a year. Um, me, not really there, to be honest, like in and out, but, you know, not have the gym run my life and be able to be like, work when I want, essentially, right? Be like, you know, walk in and say to a coach, like, hey, actually, I'm going to coach this class. Why don't you go, like, have fun, do something else? Yeah. Um, but then also have a thriving like kids program i'm super into and passionate about kids fitness and uh 
I think there's a lot to be said. I read a book called Spark by Dr. John Ratty out of uh, Harvard, and I have a I have a really good idea. I just have to I just have to capitalize on it with fitness and like tutoring and stuff like that. Okay, it's all laid out. Um, and my wife my wife's a teacher. Like I already have the teachers. I got everything. I just I got the space. I got the I just have to. I'm a really good ideas guy. I'm a really good, like, like quick start. I'm really bad at follow through. I feel you. Like, like I'm like, well, we're going to do this. And then like, I'm like, Oh, squirrel. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. So, so I got to get, um, so like a thriving kids program, uh, and, and just help as many people as we can for the most part. That's like, that would be, if I could wave a wand, that would be where we'd be. And, and what would you say is like the biggest bottleneck you're facing, like to getting that to that point that you want to, I, I think it's every business owner's goal to, to work less, right. And, and free up their time and eventually have some type of freedom. Um, what do you think is like the biggest bottleneck that's holding you from that point? Um, I think that with what we do right now, I'm still needed. Right. So that, that, uh, like, I think it's getting better. I think it's way better than it used to be. Um, I think my the head coach I have now is amazing. So, like, people don't really care as much who's coaching a class or who they're dealing with as a whole. Um, but just making sure that I got the right the right people and enough coaches, right, enough staff. The we. We just picked up two new coaches. They've been training for a while now with us. And, but it took us a long time to get them. Like they were, we went through a lot of, a lot of trial and error, trying to find new people, trying to onboard them, making sure they're a good fit for the community as a whole. Um, made a couple mistakes, made a lot of mistakes, but <laughs> yeah. So that, no, I, mean, I mean, coaches are fickle too, right? I mean, you, you always want to hire someone that, has a passion for what they do and your business and has similar um, ideas or, you know, a mindset that you do. Um, and it's always difficult, fickle to find, you know, coaches or trainers that are, that are really passionate about what they do, passionate about their business and not, you know, in there just for the money, just for the cycle of getting people in and out and then getting out of there, you know? Yeah. I mean, and we do, we pay off of, what I got from like uh, Chris Cooper, you know, that we pay like a commission essentially for our staff. Um, so our coaches have opportunity to make great money uh, given the right circumstances. So um, it's just a matter of getting the right people in, maintaining our current clients, but also bringing in new clients that can add to and fill in some of the holes there. And then uh, making sure that, you know, we are able to also keep our product the same at the upper value. level yeah and not and not turn into an access gym not turn into a revolving door of you know a bunch of new people at once and a bunch of people leave and a bunch and always which i feel like it's always been that's always been the struggle though right like like getting people in and then trying to keep them so you don't have to keep like refilling your cup every month yeah yeah you know yeah, no, it's definitely, you know, providing value. And it seems like that's something that you do too, right? 
I mean, a lot of people, gym owners think the move is to chop their prices to, you know, uh, to, to give free classes, to continue dropping prices. And really, I think it's the opposite. I think it's, uh, you know, providing value and then charging the amount that that value is worth. Um, so, you know, it's good to hear that as well. But now before we close out, you know, the episode today, uh, please tell the listeners something you wish you would have known when you first got started into owning your own facility. Um, so I got some advice from my uncle. He told me, because he owned some successful businesses, he said when he found out I was going to open a business, he told me, uh, hire a lawyer, hire an accountant, and don't go into business with your friends. I did none of those things. I went to business with my friend. I thought, I'll just do my LLC on LegalZoom. That, that'll be great. And I went to business school. I took a whole bunch of accounting classes. Like, I can do this. Uh, well, obviously the friend thing didn't work. You know, we, we had a falling out, had a, had a part ways. I had to, we had to pay a lawyer to fix everything we effed up starting like with an actual, like a, uh, with our paperwork and things like that. So we had to pay a whole bunch of extra money to get that fixed. And then I had to, after about three months of realizing I literally did not know anything about accounting, even though I took like eight classes in it, had to pay an accountant to fix everything I effed up. So I tell anybody that's going to start, any, not even a gym, like any business, don't go into business with your friends, lawyer and accountant, period. Don't even like pay the extra money. A good lawyer is worth every single dollar you pay them and a good accountant too yeah you know shout out to college right you go to do take accounting classes and then you get to the point where you have your own business and none of the, the stuff applies <laughs> so that's I hilarious think, to hear yeah college there's a lot of good things about college i think that it was really good for my critical thinking skills yeah but nothing else really applied in real life like I thought getting, I thought getting my MBA was going to be like this big epiphany in business. And it would make me like, I'm going to be like being awesome. But uh, yeah. again, like I said, good critical thinking skills, not great in translation to, to real world application. All right. All right. Awesome, Austin. Well, I think that's a pretty good place to start to wrap things up on this episode. But before we do sign out of here, um, please you know, give a shout out to your website or social media pages, um, just so we can find some more info on your gym. Yeah, so our website is ardentoshkosh.com and our social media, I think, is Ardent Fitness. Um, I, where's Mary? Where's, where's, <laughs> she can tell you. <laughs> and our Instagram, oh, I think, is Ardent Fitness and Education. I'm pretty sure that's what Instagram is. All right. So Ardent Fitness out of Oshkosh, you guys. Uh, I appreciate your time. And, you know, I absolutely uh, look forward to seeing what you could accomplish down the road. And to everyone who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. As for the listeners, don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you are interested in joining us to talk more about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Hey.
Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. Welcome back, guys, to the Gym Owners Podcast, where we dive into the trenches with gym owners and talk the good, the bad, and the ugly sides of the business of fitness. I'm your host, Austin Montero, joined today by Carlin Roscoff from Strive for Fitness in Muskego, Wisconsin. Carlin, how are you doing today? I'm good. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I know our lives is uh, business owners, coaches, uh, gets crazy and hectic. So let's let's dive in. So with Strive for Fitness, you actually have op- you've owned this business for three years now. And we talked off, off camera about this, uh, guys. So she's owned this for three years and you decided to start this business by taking over a former location of another business. Just talk us through that story, that process, how that came about and what that, what that has looked like for you. Sure. Just, so my husband and I were uh, members of a gym. Um, both had different careers. Um, I was always a personal trainer um, for 30 years in the background, started training again um, at the same location, just some part-time stuff. And had the opportunity to buy in, so we were partners with another wow. another gentleman um, at, a, at this location. Okay. Um, and then a couple years later, we had the opportunity to buy him out. Uh, we chose to do that, and then um, last year rebranded and moved. So we became wow. Strive for Fitness. Um, yeah, I love the, yeah, I love the name Strive for Fitness. That's awesome, especially with the number four in there. I think the number cool. four. So then our tagline is heart, mind, body, and soul. Okay, okay. Four, the four things. And um, going through that process, uh, you know, there's a lot of sit downs and, and what do we want it to be? Why do we want it this way? What's our tagline? What's, what's our mission statement? Yeah. Um, I've always said everyone needs to work out. You need to work out for your heart, obviously your mind. Once you're in there... Most people come to a gym because they want to lose weight, get in shape. But then the ultimate reason you stay, because it works for your brain, your heart, for everything. So that was, that was basically why we changed it. Okay. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Changed the color scheme, changed the location um, and made it our own. Yeah. You have to do that. I love that you guys rebranded it. And I love the, uh, we'll say those mantra or principles you guys stand by. And I, I agree fully. Talk to me quickly about the, uh, the buying out process. Um, I've gone through a similar thing. What was that like for you? Was it was it pretty seamless? Was it any conflict or anything? Or what did that look like? Not for you? much. It was it was pretty seamless. I have to say, um, the partner my partner wanted out. Got it. Okay. Um, you know, not an opportune time coming yeah. off the pandemic. Right. Um, do you fully want to take on that risk? You have to weigh your options. You know. Yeah. yeah. Um, obviously, no one really gets into a, to a gym business to be a millionaire. Right. <laughs> I'll know that, right? right? We did it because we love it. Yeah. You know, um, and so um, the opportunity arose and I, I was a full-time uh, paralegal downtown uh, in Milwaukee for 20 years. And so that was a, that was a risk or, you know, eliminating my 
income. We have six kids. Wow. Okay. We, had, we have five in college right now. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, um, it's also a, a good opportunity for, I can work later nights. I can, you know, we don't have to have family dinners like we used to. Right. The kids right. are on sports. Yeah, true. true. Um, so it was, it was a big, uh, big decision, but it was pretty seamless. Um, because I was a paralegal, I worked for a law firm, a lot of the documents and stuff like that. That when, definitely, I would imagine. Yeah, sure. that was helpful. Yeah, that definitely helps. Yeah, it's uh, it's funny how our, our experiences before or after, like uh, you know, can definitely play a big factor in in those things like that, which are which are no small things. So, uh, yeah, thanks for sharing that about the bio. I know I've talked to people that it's been ugly and it's been you know highly uh, combative. So it's cool that it was a pretty seamless effort for you guys. And uh, yeah, I appreciate that. So you guys have moved now to a different location from this one. Talk down to. Talk to me, Carlin, about that location. I'm obsessed with like fitness, real estate, um, not in a weird way. Just, you know, I, th I find it very interesting because gyms need certain things that a lot of businesses don't need. So what made you guys pick this new location? What about it did you like? Uh, what does it offer? Talk to me sure. about that process. Sure. So we were in a commercial building that um, was kind of run down. Right. We did a lot of work um, on, on the ugly side of that. Uh, the landlord just, he was a slumlord um, and didn't want to fix anything, didn't want to upgrade, didn't want to. So we offered to buy it. He didn't want to do that. We looked at many locations. We find uh, one of our clients actually has some commercial property, a um, little bit bigger than what we had, which is always great, you know, to add on. Yeah. And three blocks from where we were. Perfect. Less rent. Yeah. You oh, know, yeah. everybody, you think about the move, not fun, all the equipment. We, um, we have a small gym, kind of a, you know, 120 clients, um, family orientated. We ended up moving with all of our clients yeah. and, and not much other fees. Um, we also had a, a commercial um, company near us that, um, I helped him out a little bit. We did a little bit of trade and he moved our heavy equipment. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And he said, he offered to do it for free. He said, you know what? You've done a lot for me. Let me do this for you. Very cool. Very I bought cool. some beer and pizza. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, that's a good trade off. I'll do that any day. You know, like I, I remember moving, like, that's why I always like to ask the moving stories and why you picked a certain location. Obviously being right down the road is huge because we don't, don't lose anybody, which is so important, obviously. Um, because most people, you know, a lot of people are coming out of convenience to their house or to their work or something like that. Right. So that's, that's great. And it's always cool to hear, like, I mean, the, the members, if, if I'm understanding right, they helped you move as well, right? They did. How crazy is that? Like, what other what other business does that happen? None. None yeah. that I know. Yeah. It's yeah. awesome. It's so awesome. I moved seven times in, like, 10 years. So, like, Horrible. It's, it's ridiculous. But uh, some reasons by choice, some not by choice, but... uh. Yeah, every single time the members are there, they're helping you. They're they're painting, they're lugging, flooring, which is the worst. Seventy five pounds of yeah, flooring. Is, I will never hand to God's move flooring again in my life. I hope because it's ridiculous. But uh, yeah, just again, so cool that our clients are willing to help. I mean, you ask somebody yeah. to help you move a couch at your house, and they're like, no, no, no. But like, yeah. you know, it's awesome. So it's so cool. So we're doing something great, uh, impacting their lives in such a positive way which is so unique uh, to this business, I think. So Carlin, talk to us about 
the services that you guys offer there at Strive for Fitness? What does that look like? Sure. So we have group classes. Um, we offer um, boot camps. Uh, we do a little bit different. We do boot camps. Our classes are 45 minutes each. A boot camp, strength and conditioning classes, and uh, kickboxing, stretch, and core classes. So um, everything's 45 minutes. You come in, um, you know, there's quick warm up and um, some days. So obviously our strength and conditioning is a little bit more uh, weights and yeah. the boot camps are cardio and weights and body weights and bands. Um, our kickboxing coach, we have a several. Um, one of my is an old friend of mine from he's an MMA fighter, uh, yeah. very charismatic and, and makes it fun, you know. I, the thing I love about kickboxing is that um, we can get our heavier people in here that can't get down on the ground for a lot of things, get them some cardio, get them started. Yep, awesome. Um, and then we do personal training, one-on-one -on -one training or semi-training. Okay. Um, in the summers, we do some, uh, we do train some athletes. We have high school and college uh, athletes that come in and train. Um, in the summer, we try to do more of a youth um, program a couple times a week. For sure. That's a great, great way to obviously, I know where I am in Connecticut, like uh, summers or slower months. So like having that youth program is a great, great way to kind of fill in those slower months with a little more revenue, obviously, and, and the kids are off so we can service them and then you know, do a youth uh, training camp or a, a class for them, which, which is awesome. I had two questions, Carlin, about what, about the services. One, um, which class is most attended normally? So we're, we're a fun community here. We like the five and 6am. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That 5am <laughs> class. Woo. Yeah. Yeah. They like the hard rock music. They're a little intense. They don't yeah. miss a, they don't make it miss a week. Or class. The 5am people are you know, superhuman almost. I think I remember coaching those classes. You have people waiting at four 30 outside. They are. They're outside. They, they want keys to open the door. I mean, like, right. I, started, I started giving people keys. I was like, <laughs> Go ahead. I can't, I cannot get here at four 30. It's unless right. I sleep here, even yeah. that may not happen, but like, right. uh, and then why did you guys choose to do 45 minute classes? Any specific reasoning behind that? So you do, you do a quick warm up and, um, the send some instruction and you yeah. know, it's good intensity. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if people are giving their all and, and you guys know this, you, you know, we're here to help you and instruct you yeah. and, and push you, but you've got to give it your all. Right. Yeah. Okay? And, and, you know, if you're not getting the results, um, it's the, the food you put in your mouth, the 23 other hours that you're not here. <laughs> yeah, very big. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a good amount of time. Um, we do some hit, you know, hit workouts. So we do, we try to program it to do two upper body a week, two lower body, yeah. um, and three full bodies. Cool. All right. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and I always tell everyone, and you guys know this, um, you, everybody needs strength and everybody needs some cardio. You need it for your heart and your head. And strength so yeah yeah 45 minutes is a great time i think too like you know especially if you're uh getting right into it not doing a 30 minute warm-up you know I, I remember we used to do like warm-ups looking back i laugh yeah ridiculous if you're doing in weightlifting the rule is however old you are in years say you're 22 yeah. you have to warm up for 22 minutes before you can touch a barbell which, which is crazy so like you're spending you add up the time you're spending like years of your life like yeah. just warming up, which is crazy. So like, yeah, 45 minutes for 99.9% .9 of the world is yeah perfect, you know? So if you're going to you want be into bodybuilding and stuff like that. Yeah, a little different. Yeah, a little different. Then you're going to do personal training. Exactly. Okay, cool. And that's where that comes in for you guys. And now yeah. with the class, with the group training and the PT, 
what percentage does each make up of your current business? You know what? We're about 50, 50. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. And, um, I encourage personal training for a lot of people because they come here to make a change. Right. So your accountability is going to come from your, you can come to classes all day long, but if yeah. you're uncomfortable, um, we, I, I cater to a lot of people who are their first time ever entering a gym. Yeah. Um, I really want to change their life. So I will sit down. I, I do the sales. I do everything. Um, I used to hate sales. And I'm going to tell you, um, speak from your heart. This is advice. Tell people, why did you start? What do you love about it? Yep. And, and that's my sales. Um, I don't have, I probably have five, six appointments a week, but I sell 90% of them. That's awesome. So I, I tell people, and I have 400 pound people here that have lost, you know, 400 pound people that have lost 200 that have gotten skin removal. Um, we'll do a fundraiser for them when they're doing their skin removal, help them out. Let's give you some money. Um, sorry. And my, I have a class going on. So my volume's getting louder in here. Sorry about that. I was just going to ask you that. Yeah. No, it's, it's all good. We're all good. So um, I think personal training along with the group fitness, one to two times a week of personal training, um, holds them accountable. Yeah, I agree. So if you're uncomfortable and you don't want to be here, you know, that's an appointment in your book. Yeah. And, and we do charge for no shows. I, I hope you all do. It's your time. You're valued. We charge for no shows and um, they have to give a 24 hour notice to cancel. Yeah, you have to. I think you're so right. Um, you know, especially the personal training side. I would even say the class piece too, or the group piece, whatever we call it. You know, uh, yeah, your time is valuable. Uh, it is an appointment, just like if I was going to the doctor or to uh, get my hair done or whatever. Yeah. You know, it is. Uh, yeah, we have to do it, and like we have to set that expectation like day one. It's always hard to kind of put these things in play further down the road. So, um, Caroline, I do want to come back to the PT part here in a yes. sec. I'm going to ask you uh, before that, because that's about the sales process. And I know a lot of gyms, um, I'm glad you do it. A lot of gyms, I think, miss uh, letting their people know that they even do personal training. I see that a lot in the CrossFit space. Members that aren't even aware of the thing, which is, a, you know, which is something that's lacking for, for that specific place. So I love that you guys are doing that. Let's just hop back a little bit and then we'll dive into that again. But what have you guys done to uh, market to get members in the door? Um, I'm sure we have the organic growth and I'm sure we have the referral system yep. done any paid advertising or print advertising or anything else. What have you guys done to get people in the door? So we do, um, well, Facebook, everybody should know right now, Facebook's hard. Facebook's advertising is high price for not what, you know, but you still should trickle it out there. Yeah. Um, I've been dabbling a little bit with um, maybe like one, one, the first month or first week of the month doing advertising on Facebook, dropping it off the second week, doing it the third week. Yeah. Yeah. It seems to be working a little bit better. Okay. Wait, you know, otherwise you're having your, your credit cards just, you know, running, 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 running. Yeah. yeah. Um, run the tests. There's a, there's tests on the Facebook. And if you guys don't know it, look into it. You can do a AB testing and then it tells you which, so you're running two different ads and it could just be the wording or it could be the, the image. Right. See which one's winning. Yeah, and sure. take that top one and run it with another one. Yeah, I agree totally. Like definitely like mix it up, 
kind of like a, a scrambler, if you will, try yes. different things. Because yeah, it does change all the time. It you know, changes like, all the time. Like you just alluded to, uh, something that may work, something that worked a year ago is not going to work today. You know, so um, what? Uh, I wrote something down here. You, uh, bah, bah, bah. what is that? pay per lead looking like for you right now ballpark like with your facebook ads is it 20 a lead or eight okay. I, the other day i talked to somebody she said it was 250 dollars, which is crazy so then she, turn it off that's what i said i said something's not right don't don't yeah. so that, that can't don't do that please um but uh yeah what's that look like for you guys right now so a couple months ago it was yeah. high it was like i mean i don't i don't even like 45 50 that's yeah 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 um this last week was um the winner was at eight eight dollars and 93 cents awesome i'll take it Um, like i said we i only get five or six i don't it's not a huge um but we we you know we do other organic stuff we have the referrals we do we do a breast cancer um event here every year open to the public a lot of things you know there's a parade we have running through we'll we'll join in that one Um, but our breast cancer fundraiser is our big big one yeah. Every year it gets bigger. This year we raised fifteen thousand. That's great. That's awesome. We're, we're, and that was um, up from seven thousand last year. That's awesome. Yeah. You guys yeah. do that in a house. You run that yourself. We do it in house. We have a big boot camp, and we have tons of. Um, my husband uh, is a vice president of a company, and and yeah. uh, this is his forte, and I kind of let him run with it. Yeah, um, I love it. We did a similar yeah. thing. Like I did this thing called. You may have heard it, maybe not, but. Barbells for boobs. I know the name is a little, you know, ridiculous, but it's it was awesome. a CrossFit thing, and we hosted that three years in a row. And uh, yeah, same like you. We we were like I think number two or three in the country raising money. And uh, what we ended up doing the last year uh, was everybody that donated, some of their companies would match that donation. Yeah. So that, that literally, we raised five zero thousand fifty thousand dollars in our in our third year doing that but we started introducing with uh you know members of ours who and we'd reach out to their company or their hr and they would match their donation so it was like it doubled our uh what we raised uh just by doing that little trick which which was awesome and like uh it was really, i'm gonna write really that awesome. one down you yeah, yeah. yeah it wasn't it was uh it was one of my other members ideas which was incredible i never would have thought of it in a million years but uh yeah a lot of companies will match and uh at least you know this is back like you know five years ago but um yeah, it was really cool. So maybe yeah, locally you guys can do the same thing. And yeah, the more the more the better, obviously. So yeah, I love you guys are, are doing that. And uh, <coughs> so excuse me. So we're getting five to six new leads in a, a week average, Carlin. Yeah. Yep. Pretty awesome. Okay. So now, like at that point in time, talk me through like your sales process. So you're doing that now. I come in the door today. Yeah. You know, say I saw the Facebook ad or whatever. I come in. What does that process look like? Um, and how do you encourage or let people know that there is personal training? Like what's my first day walking in the gym look like? All right. So um, they come in and we, we're doing a consult. Um, I talked to them a little bit um, about what's their why. Why are you here? What, what do you want to change? You know, yeah. the more they talk, the better. Right. Um, and, then, and then I offer, and based upon who they are, um, I'll tell them about our group classes, but you know, if, if they're 400 pounds, I'm going to tell you, I want them to come back. They're never going to come back after a boot camp. No. First of all, they'll be embarrassed. Um, they'll never come back. I want them to come back and I'll say, so 
So for you, I think one-on-one -on -one training for a while. Yeah, yeah. Let's get you comfortable in a gym setting. Um, we also have cardio equipment that they're free to use. Um, we are trainer-based, but you're welcome to use our cardio equipment and stuff like that. Um, okay. Lifting and weights is always with a personal trainer. So, um, you know, get them comfortable in the gym. I, I go over their nutrition with them a little bit. Um, most people don't, don't have any idea about nutrition. We know that. Um, I go over the basics with them and get them, you know, on a plan, maybe track a little bit. Um, and we do have a new, couple nutritionists here too, that they, they, we have a plan for that also, if they're interested in, I don't push it right away. Um, unless they're all gung ho and they want to come in and be like, you know, so if you can get personal training group, um, their accountability and nutrition all on one, that's, that's the gold package. For sure. I agree totally, 100%, 100%. Have you guys um, done any initial offers that have worked well and maybe something that hasn't, like, you know, six-week challenge or free week or yeah. free personal training session? What, you know, what, what have you guys tried? We always do give a free personal training and okay. a couple free classes to try, you know, if they want to do a boot camp or a, um, a kickboxing. Yeah. Um, but I kind of get all their information up front. Right. Um, and the contract's set. So you guys try it, but then I want to hear right away. I want to know where you're at. Um, mm -hmm. so they do know that. But what what I try to do is um, we sell a package, and you, and you don't mind if I talk numbers, do you? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, so we sell a package of um, if you get one personal training, your group classes are a little less. Your unlimited group classes are less. Yeah. Okay. So one personal training will be $79. That means you're getting 45 here personal trainer and the rest is unlimited. Okay. 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 So I try to, to focus it on that and we sell weekly, um, weekly runs. When you do weekly payments, those, um, obviously are a little bit more profitable than monthly. Okay. If people don't know that you, there's, there's yeah. one extra week, every third, third month. <laughs> A lot of people don't know that, you know, and it's such a small little, now do you still charge um, every week or do you do it 28 days? I just charge every week. Okay. Okay. Seven days. Well, for the people listening. So like, I, I would strongly encourage the same thing that or every 28 days, just because if there's any fees with a credit card company and that sort of stuff, uh, do you see any kind of fee difference uh, charging weekly as opposed to doing it? Monthly. Not really. Usually credit card companies are going to give you your same fee. Beautiful. Awesome. So yeah, I think that's the huge, biggest advice you can, uh, like you said, it gives you an extra billing cycle, you know, which uh, most folks I don't think are even aware of. Like it's simple math, but it's so true, you know? And, and it sounds annoying. I'm not going to lie to any business owner. It sounds annoying. Oh, why would I want to do that? Well, if you do your numbers correctly, yeah, it adds on. For so. Sure. 100%. Yeah. You know, and if someone wants, they said, Oh, I want two PT a week. And you're like, great. That's eight PT, but it's not really, you're falling short every fifth week. And then you have to call them to see if you can charge them again. That's it. Unless you, you know, do nine or, you know, 10 or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's another plus, but if you do personal training, we always give a discount on group classes. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. No, that's, uh, yeah, Carl, some, some really good knowledge drops there. And I appreciate you sharing that. That's, <coughs> excuse me, that is, that's really good stuff. And I, I can't implore anybody not to do that, you know, go to that weekly memory, or at least look at it or look at it. Yeah. 28 days, maybe like you said 28 days. I didn't think of the 28 day one. That even gives you another billing cycle too. Um, 
maybe their credit card company is, I don't know, maybe the fees, they're having issues with that or who, who knows. But uh, yeah, definitely right. worth looking at. <laughs> Just because we've done something for so long, like every month, doesn't mean it's the best way to do it. You know, there's, yeah. there is a better way potentially. And, and this, this is definitely part of it. So very cool. So talk to me about your, you guys have been there uh, three years. When did you move to this new spot? How long has that been? Um, October. So not even a, you know. Oh, oh, yeah, a few months. So very few cool. So talk to me about the uh, engagement you guys have in the club, how you keep your members engaged, basically. Uh, is there a cadence of communication? Is there a Facebook group or what's the communication inside the club look like in the other 23 hours of the day, you know, to keep sure. your members engaged outside of the gym? Yeah. So we have a, we have an MVP group, a Facebook group that's for clients only. So you have your regular, we have the regular strive for fitness. Then we have the MVP that's uh, regular clients. And then we have another, like we have a community group that we run to. Um, it's like Muskego area fitness. And we give out information on that. Um, how do we communicate? We have, we communicate through, um, um, we do, we have up launch. Yep. Um, and so we send out regular, um, emails to people, texts. Um, I put them in different categories, um, you know, new client, existing client, um, personal training client, and, and then the emails get sent out to them periodically. When you're a new client, obviously we're sending them out twice a week and then it backs off a little bit. Existing clients get, get emails um, every couple months. Um, what else do we do? We have my trainers, um, they're required to go live every couple oh, of weeks. Yeah. So nice. they go live with, um, you know, some tip uh, or stretching or nutrition or something. Um, what else do we do? I, again, we're, we're a close knit group here. So I have, you know, I have my members who are here at 4.30 AM and who want to help and they want to put together breakfast. You know, we're all going to breakfast. Anyone get coming with us? Right. Um, game nights they do stuff like that yeah and along those lines we have a cook we do a cooking class um once a month too okay um on a sunday night cool. we yeah, look at the cool. ingredients um my daughter's in grad school, uh getting her phd in dc and um i make her do it I mean, she loves cooking <laughs> so she she posts the um ingredients yeah a couple a week ahead of time it's an event you join her you cook with her oh that's awesome yeah i love it engaging um during covid you know I, I know we all scrambled to do what we could <coughs> we did a um coffee talk on saturdays we do do a coffee talk once a month here also okay. on saturday morning gather around have some fun you provide coffee and um i usually make something nutritious protein balls something yeah, yeah. i love it yeah i love it those little those little events go a long way plus the, the breast cancer charity piece is massive you know yeah. that's on we the calendar every year yeah it's on the calendar every year. We do, a, um, this year I joined someone in the community was doing amazing race and asked if we wanted to be a member. You know, you guys, it was, um, it was so much fun. We had 17 teams from the community. Oh, wow. So we set up a little, um, little event for them to do. They had to, you know, collect 300 pounds of weights and put it in an area, you right. know, 20 pushups, you know what I mean? So they had yeah. team members, they did it. It was great. That's awesome. Yeah. Those, uh, I think those events just make a huge difference. It's more than a gym that way, you know, it's like people get to come there and do uh, uh, another place to have uh, social interactions and relationships, which is, which is awesome. You know, it's, it's so important to what we do. So 
Carlin, what is your main focus uh, right now today besides doing this podcast, obviously? Where's your focus on a, a day-to-day basis? I know you're doing the sales process and running the gym. Um, are you still coaching classes at all? I am. I, not not much. I step back a little bit, but, okay. um, you know, because we're a smaller gym, I do have to jump in here and there, yeah. like today, sure. a fluke. I have um, I have three full-time trainers and five part-time. Okay. Um, and part-time, I mean, they come in for a couple classes a week. Or yeah. They all have other jobs. Okay. So, yeah. I do jump in here and there. Um, my focus is growing the gym. Okay. And what is, is that more members? Is it more bigger sphere of influence? What is, what is that growing? More members. More members. Okay. So what, what is, is there any roadblocks right now in your way from doing that? We're getting five to six people uh, in the door a week on average, which, which is pretty great. What do you think? Are there any roadblocks from, from you getting more members? And what is that? you have a number in your head? Like, is it 250 or 500 or more? Yeah, I mean, my, my first goal is, is 150. Okay. And then we'll go from there. Um, I'm, I'm 52. <laughs> I, uh, my retirement goal is 58, 59. Yeah. yeah, yeah. D- depends. Um, but I wouldn't mind, um, you know, I have a few trainers in mind that, okay. That would, you know, could possibly take over. Sure. For um, sure. I don't think my husband and I'll ever be fully out of, you know, we like to do things. We like to be busy. Um, but yeah, I want to grow the gym, 100, 150 um, clients expand. We have room to expand here. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Perfect. I mean, when you pick a location, having that uh, room to expand uh, option is massively important, you know, so you don't, don't have to move again, which is like right. starting over. So, uh, so what, when we get to this 150 member, 150 plus, how does your life day to day as a CEO of a business look, you know, and an owner here going to look different? What, what would it look like then compared to now? Well, I would hope that I could um, have someone else who does sales and does all of those things. Okay. Runs the business. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would step, love to step away in the next few years, back off, not step away fully. Right, right, yeah. Off. yeah. I think that's good. And that's a natural progression that we, we should take, right? Like we start with, we start with our why. So why we open the gym and then that why kind of, has to change as we grow and mature as a business and then now we're just like we become the voice and the leader right. of this business and not in the trenches like we'll say day-to-day like coaching classes and training people because right. uh, we're doing too much of that it is just hard to grow you know it's hard to right. grow the business because we're just shot and we're tired and we're just mentally not capable to do it at, to, at least to the best of our ability so 100 percent, right. yeah 100 percent um right. So since we have a lot of listeners who look to open gyms or are trainers and they have, maybe it's a pipe dream. They want to open a gym. You know, we both had that dream obviously, and we both have done it. What advice would you give to that person listening? Um, best advice to give to them that they, they want to do it's their goal. What does that look like for me? What, what's some nice, another do, good do, to drop? Yeah. Do your research and, and, um, and follow your dreams. I mean, you, you know, don't go at it alone get a partner in the beginning or a couple of partners. Yeah. But you know, with, with other partners, there's different visions. So then you have to be right. Um, right. You know, you have to be weary of that. Not weary, but cautious. Yeah. Um, big being the sole owner um, comes with, with more uh, risk. For sure. So you have to be, you know, able to do that. I, um, I, I say, follow your dreams. You know what? I've always wanted to do this since I was probably 20 years old. Yeah. 
took me till I was <laughs> almost you're, 50, but I did it. You're doing it. And there's probably a lot of advantages to doing it, uh, you know, to having all this experience and then doing it, like, as opposed to just diving in uh, un unaware and ignorant, if you will. Like, that's what I did. I just dove in. I said, I said, screw it at 25 and just did it. And I was like, you look back and you're like, how the hell did that work? You know, never should have worked. You made every mistake in the book, but did something right. It worked, you know? So it is, uh, yeah, I think things happen at a certain time for a certain reason. And, it's, and that's supposed to be, you know, it's right. supposed to be the way that these things go. So yeah, you brought up the partnership thing. So I think that's, uh, we could talk about that for hours, I'm sure. But that's, uh, yeah, there's pros and cons to all of that. So you have your, your, your uh, husband as a partner, correct? Now I do, yes. Yeah, Just so that's, I own more than him now. There you go. 51%. You have to. Um, got to show him who's boss, you know? But uh, yeah, I think those, from what I've seen, I've talked, to, I've talked to now thousands of gym owners who've had partners. Like uh, the husband-wife partnerships seem to work the best uh, in the long run as opposed to, uh, you know, the, the two males or the two females or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You got to have different skill sets, I think, in a partnership to be successful. Long story Absolutely. Short, you know, if you bring Absolutely. the skill set to the table, there's going to be yep. some at some point, you know, and it's like right. most people can't get past that. So like, uh, yeah, I think that advice is, is terrific, Ron. So I appreciate it. And I know we're kind of on a time crunch here. So uh, where can we, the listeners, find you guys on social media, your website, all that good stuff. Where can we check you out? So striveforfitnesstraining.com okay. is our website. Yep. yep, for fitness, uh, Muskego is our Facebook. Awesome, love it, love it. Thank you for taking the time today. Appreciate it, Carlos. It was a fun conversation, and I, I wish you guys uh, the best. Sounds like things are going awesome, so keep it up. Thank you. You got it. Everybody listen to me, appreciate you as well. Please hit like and subscribe, be notified for future episodes. And until next time, as always, Jim Lords, we are out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez. And joining us on the show today is the one and only Benjamin Villers. What's going on, Ben? How you doing, man? I'm good, JJ. How are you doing? Thanks for having me on. <laughs> I appreciate you being here. Always good. Happy Wednesday to you, brother. Definitely. Um, and, you know, we're excited to have you on here, brother. And before we dive into the nitty gritty of what you have going on at Jam and Fitness, um, you know, why don't you tell us about how you describe your business to people and what made you get started in the first place? Yeah, for sure. So um, I've been an athlete my whole life. So this is kind of everything that I've known. Um, and when, I, when I'm talking to clients, I'm, I'm a personal trainer, um, also a DJ and MC. Um, and 
I, I work with clients in a variety of different um, categories. So when I do my marketing, I'm specific, but overall I can handle a wide variety of people, weight loss, most, uh, muscle building, um, lifestyle changes, you know, everything really, really take pride in that. Totally. Totally. And, and so as a client or as a member uh, uh, with you, you know, what options of services would I have to choose from? If I was a member, right, or a client, who would I have, what options would I have to choose from as far as services go? So, so any really, so, so when, it, when a client comes to me, they, they usually have a problem or pain or um, a goal. And I'm really just able to help filter out everything and provide them clarity on how to get to that goal. So um, I work with a wide array of clients, you know, people who really um, are, are into changing their physique or they're trying to be efficient with their time or they're trying to um, solve a pain. Um, so reaching out to me for any of those things, you know, services, I'm in the service industry. Um, I, I, I sell some retail product, but my, my bulk of everything is services. So if you're looking for one-on-one -on -one training, group training, online training, um, you know, I have my own online business as well. So I'm able to work with people, not only local, but national, um, and, and everywhere. So any fitness exercise, lifestyle routine need, um, people reach out to me for. Totally. Totally. And, and, and how many clients do you got currently? So I've got like, like close to like 30, like 40 clients between, awesome. um, in person. And then most, I mean, between that and online, yeah, over 40 clients. Gotcha. Yeah. And so now if I became a client, um, what would be, I guess, not the price to start, but the price difference between online and in person, how much of a difference is that for you? What do you mean? Uh, as in like, unless it's the same price, right? So is it a monthly uh, recurring thing? If I was to join uh, an online or if I was to join in person, would there be a, a big price difference in the two? Yeah, no, for sure. So I think um, some, you know, my online pricing has been a journey. Man, it's been an absolute journey. Um, I've, I've had my app up and running since 2000 and early 2020s when I got it, got it up and running. And it's definitely a pri big price difference. If someone's trying to be cost efficient, um, I mean, the app really is a great method. It's a reoccurring uh, four weeks um, billing. Um, it's much cheaper than paying per session, right? So coming, coming in person, paying for the per session, whether it's 30 minutes, 45 minutes, or an hour, that, that can definitely add up. Um, you know, but, you know, a lot of people because of people's lack of knowledge in the fitness space, that actually makes it harder for people, people like me and you to do business because they don't understand what's actually necessary and needed to get the results. So for example, um, right now I, I market my, my app for $60, right? And to, it's a no brainer in pricing. It's a no brainer in pricing. It's um, the amount of value that I bring is, 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 is over deliver, but people don't realize that. And everyone wants them to hold their hand and they think that they need to be in person with the trainer to get the results. But when in reality, exercise selection in a proper program is what gets results, not necessarily if they're in person or not. 
Um, and that comes down to the person being able to have discipline and execute on, on their own time without me holding their hand. So if someone's trying to save money, um, the app's the way to go. But, you know, people love to go in person because I'm holding their hand. But the holding their hand thing is not necessary to get great results. Not not at all. So, yeah, I agree. I agree completely. I think I think you, you're you said it the best I could possibly. And it's it's so true because I think people often correlate value with the in-person, right? Because you're spending genuine time with them or actual time with them. But um, I, I think results aren't aren't really made off of whether it's in person or online. I think it's really, again, the extra selection. I, I agree hundred percent. So, yeah, um, and I'm focused on the results business. That's, that's the business that I'm in. So, you know, people don't think you can get results through online training, but this is just, again, a barrier of them getting in, in the way. It's just an excuse because they, they think that they need to be in person, but that's not true. It's not true because the following the right people are asking me all the time, what is the best exercise for my time? What is the best bang for my buck? So if I'm giving someone the best bang for their buck, each exercise, and that's just being delivered through my app, that saves them time, energy, resources. All they have to do is follow the things in order and they're getting the best bang for their buck and being efficient with their time. Yeah. I love that, man. I love that. And I think um, on the topic of clients here, I think I want to dive into this. So for you, especially for, I guess, your method here, what's been your best way of, of finding new clients? That's a really good question. I think I can definitely deliver a lot of value to people listening. So when I first started, um, I joined a networking group right away. That was the very first thing I did. Um, I'm not from Los Angeles. I'm actually from Connecticut. So I, I know Westchester very well. I'm from Stamford, Connecticut. I used to live in Stamford, man. No way. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm from Stamford. Went to Indiana. Um, but like to me, you know, when I was in sales working at Equinox, I joined a networking group to grow my business. And then I had this epiphany that, oh, I can do this for myself. Like I can do this for myself. So joining a networking group is the first and foremost thing that I've done to really secure my space in the area and get consistently. So word of mouth, referrals, and that's like the, the structure of my lead gen, just like it would be the structure of someone's fitness program. Like this is the foundation of how I get my leads. So that's that. And I've been in this networking group for over three years now. So you know, lots of referrals and referral trees growing there. So. That's number one, but then number two, my social media and, and advertising and, and marketing. So um, I know how to, to run you know, ads online. I'm in my office now and in between sessions, I live pretty close to my gym too. So I'm between my place and my gym, just slanging back and forth. And I'm creating content pretty much 24 seven and, and running ads and um you know, when you're doing that consistently, people give you enough data and enough feedback and what works and what doesn't work. And people just slide right up my DMs. I've had people just slide right up my DMs. Um, you know, people buy the app. You know, the thing with my app is, is I'm, just, I'm just not consistent in volume of sales just yet. Like I've got a bunch of people over time buy my app, but you know, it's like a trickle process. You know, one person signs up, one person drops off and 
I'm still fine tuning that, but I've had a lot of success on Facebook and Instagram. Um, I'm part of a bunch of groups on Facebook. That's really efficient. So um, joining groups is efficient. Um, not like pages, but groups on Facebook. Totally. Um, and then, and then honestly, just, yeah, just hustling, bro. Just sending messages, making relationships with local companies, but that's like in order, the three things, it's the networking group, the online marketing, and then just any other cold calling or, or emailing or, or strategizing after. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I know this is something that we touched on uh, prior. I mean, well, I think off air, but um, what would be hypothetically your max amount of clients you could handle total? Well, with my app, Infinite, like Infinite. So yeah, I, yeah, I, it's exactly. a complete up, it's a, it's a full on upside. And I, and I, I pretty much have a, an online business designed for Infinite Upside. And the only thing that's missing is the volume and sales, right? So that's that. But when it, but in regards to in person, um, I, I'm looking for new commercial space right now. Currently, um, you know, I would rather pay a higher fixed cost for an infinite upside than a lower fixed cost and a cap upside. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. I, I rent space. All my clients come to me, but I only can train two at once in the, in, in the session in my current space. So, I mean, Monday through Thursday, I'm pretty yes, man. So, I mean, I'll, I'll literally work the entire day relentlessly all day. So two times, 10 to 12 hours. Um, right. So I, I do that and I'm looking to get an assistant. I'm either looking to get an assistant or grow the commercial space so I can scale up the, that, 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 that schedule. So right now I'm definitely limited on the in-person, like every personal trainer in the world. And then my, uh, my, my online training is as an infinite upside right now. Yeah. Totally. And I think that's a, that's a big thing to look at, right? It's the time equity versus, you know, financial gratification, I guess you could say, because you're going to be, it's all about how much you're pulling in versus how much you can output and how much you can literally put out in terms of hours is limited, you know, in terms of in-person. So I'm glad you recognize that too. Yeah, so, I mean, the, the, you know, my money is made through efficiency. It, it gets completely made through efficiency. I used to have, you know, when I first started my business, I had, I was making incomes like in a bunch of random ways, right? Like no one is making their full-time money from their business when they first start. And I think a lot of people make that mistake in the beginning thinking they need to, when in reality, that's not true at all. So I had a lot of random incomes, but over like a year and a half, two years, I started to really be balling out, but I was working so much. So it's like, okay, I'm working all the time, but I have a lot of money. So this is cool. Like this isn't worth my time. But then I'm looking at my numbers and I'm like, how do I get more money right now? How do I fix this? And when I was looking at, at that, I remember that moment when I was looking at it, I was like, oh, this is easy. This is super easy. I'm going to shave this off. I'm going to shave this off. And I'm going to focus more on this and this and boom. And since then, it's been a total just explosion on the upward. So now I'm in this new organic chess match and I'm looking at myself and how do I grow the next Next jump, next jump. Really, the next jump is instead of training two people at one time, I need to be training three or four or five at one time. But at the yeah. prices that I currently have already. So don't change no pricing, but add two, well, one, two, three more people per the same hour. Because again, this is, 
I said this earlier in the podcast, people, people's lack of knowledge in the fitness space is what affects the um, maximum output of our trainer business. So for example, some people like to have the attention at the training session too, but that's also unnecessary. That's also unnecessary. So being able to have like five people at one time is like the perfect, perfect number for, for both of us. You, the client gets the price they want. I make the money I want and the client gets the results they want. So it's a complete, it's a complete win-win scenario. And then when people, and I, and I have to teach people that I have to like tell them, yo, I know it sounds like a big old thing, but yo, you're going to get the attention and the skill improvement and, and the life-changing things in this environment. You don't need the one-on-one environment. So I, I have to teach people that a little bit, but they understand it after a couple of sessions. They're like, oh, I see what's going on here. Yeah, totally. Totally. And, and uh, let me ask you, let's take a step back from clients, right? Like, so I'll walk into, if I was interested in joining with you, right? Sure. Walk me through that client journey, right? So from walking in, being sold and then being onboarded, what does that look like for you? Oh, for sure. So yeah, I have a, I have a very cookie cutter process on like that first session with the client. Like, Unless they're, unless they're walking in this being like, yo, Ben, I heard you're the man. I want to have a kick-ass workout. Like, right. That's like, we're all, then I'm just going to, I'm just going to beat you up right now. Or like, that's what's up. But that's never really the case. Right. So I get them walking in and I just throw them on the treadmill on an incline for a little bit walking casual. And I just, I just start asking a bunch of questions like, what's your history? What have you done for fitness in the past? I ask all the questions that are needed. Get a, get a scope for them, find out what their goals are, injuries, what they've done in the past, experience, all that stuff. Once I get that, that info, that right then and there, I'm able to know what the next step is. Most time on the first session, um, I'm running them through like, like the, one of the same workouts that I run with every single person on like the first. It's just a full body workout, starting with, you know, back and chest and shoulders, right? See how, see where the time is at that point and transition into some lower body and then, and then forward. That's pretty much the same process on that first one. And since I've been doing that same intro workout for, um, cause I've been, I've been training way before 2019, right? So like literally that same routine since like 2017, I'm pretty, that's like my sales pitch. The whole thing is a, is a sales pitch. So I say the right things, point out the right cues, the right things. And I mean, they're pretty much always sold at the end. It, it just, it depends on, uh, they always come back. It's either for you know, a couple of sessions or packages, but that, that's the whole process right there. And if, and if someone obviously can't meet the cookie cutter work, I, I adapt to it, obviously. Like, let's say, someone's like, yo, my shoulder is like fucked up. It's like, well, we're going to do something that helps fix the shoulder then. We're not going to run you through a cookie cutter workout. Obviously we're going to do something that helps make you feel good for your shoulder or knee or, or hip or, or something. I'll adapt to that. But um, yeah, that's kind of like the same process that I do every single time I, uh, I get a new client. Gotcha. Yeah. I gotcha. And, and so, you know, 
I think in, in this next question, it's a little bit of a deep one. So just hear me out. If you need to repeat it, I definitely can. But, uh, and, Appreciate uh, you having me again, JJ. It's been a good, good, uh, have a good time. Yeah, time. hell yeah. Same here. Same here, man. You're dropping a lot of bombs here, a lot of gems. Uh, I want to say that. Yeah, I like gym lords a lot. You know, I, I used to be a client and I and I no longer am, but I enjoy, and it's not acting, it's nothing but negative. It's just, um, you know, I, I'm a big fan of gym, gym yeah. lords. So I'm really pumped. Appreciate that, bro. No, seriously. Yeah. Seriously. And so let me ask you this, right? So um, there's about five pillars of business that we typically use, but there's three that we use more often in the fitness industry, gym industry out of any um and that's typically going to be your lead generation which is your marketing it's going to be your client acquisition which is your sales and then your retention and ascension which is keeping your clients longer and getting them to buy more from you in that process of those three where do you feel like you could improve the most so um I, say just say the three one more time the way you yeah. said it lead gen, lead gen sales yeah. and then and then just retention retention and ascension they're like they're combined lead gen sales and then it, retention and extension so what do i need what do i feel i can do better on yeah what do you feel like you can improve on this? super easy question bro super easy question and it's it's mostly for online it's closing between the lead gen and then the sales for me because i feel like i've got like uh, the lead gen down real good i feel like i've got the retention real for in person i got the retention real good um, for online, um, that can improve too. I mean, that can improve too, but there's just so much experimentation still to be done with the online thing. The online thing is just such a, such a grind. It really is such a grind. Um, but def definitely closing the, the leads I get, because if, <laughs> if I was able to close the leads that I got, I mean, I'd be in a, play, a much, you know, I'd be much higher where I want to be. Because I yeah. can really get leads very, very easily. It's it's more about closing them. And and I so one thing that I learned from from gym lords is don't underprice your services. Don't underprice your services. But over time, I love that line, by the way. I really love that line. But over time, I've just come to some tweaks in that thought. And that's it, it's so situational. It really does not apply all the time because I'll say this on, on, on your podcast. I don't really care. So I feel like I'm elite and one of the best trainers in my industry, but I'm young. I'm 30, right? I'm, I'm not like the, the, the late thirties or forties, fifties trainers who are really good at their jobs. Right. So, and they've got their own online platforms too, but most of them is cheaper than my service. Most of theirs is cheaper than my service. Like um, some of the goats out there, it's like 30 bucks or 20 or 19 or 15 or even 10. But the question is, do they have an issue closing people at those prices? And if they don't, then why are people paying $60 for mine when they can buy the other goats for like 40 or $50 less? And it might even be produced better. Because one thing that I can definitely improve on is my production, like the camera quality and like, the, the, the lighting and in my environments, those are like good enough to get sales, but is it good enough to justify $60 when the, the other amazing trainer is 20, you know? So I do think that's a data point that I've learned and, and I'm tweaking the price. Cause I got people paying me $60 for the SAP right now. I got, I got a bunch of people paying me $60 for the SAP. 
but can I get hundreds and thousands of more people paying me at, at $15 the app instead? Right. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I think, I think just raising that closing ratio by itself, if you're getting leads, no problem. And just increasing that closing ratio, just probably, you know, who knows how much it would do for your business. So I think, and I appreciate the honesty and transparency there too, because not everybody is always super honest about stuff like that too. So, um, and then last two questions for you here, um, uh, Ben, you know, I think uh, these two are definitely probably the most fun of, of, of them all. So I'm kind of curious to see. Well, we're you. having fun. So this should be good. <laughs> so let me ask you this, right? For you, uh, what's the the bigger picture, the overarching goal? What do you what do you want to accomplish? Well, you know, I definitely want to really make an impact on on people first and foremost. I really I really do, um, and I want people to understand that and see that. So if, if I can be able to make content in the future and people like know it's with the best intentions, like that's really the top goal. But then you know, definitely. I'm a big, big, big money guy. I've, I've worked really hard to get to where I am today and I was broke for a really long time. So I'm not going back to being broke. So, so making, you know, a lot of money is important so that I can be able to continue making an impact on people, right? If it, that's what it comes down to. The money is the means for me to have my impact on people. I can't send my message to anyone if I'm too poor to do anything. So being able to make enough money and of course more so that I'm not stressed in my own personal life so that I can continue to share my talents with people. Because while money is definitely not everything, we need to be a little bit more realistic and understand that money is very important to what we're doing. And if money's not important to you, you have to make a lot of money in order to feel that way and then be able to promote that message. So making an impact on people so that they're like, wow, my trainer really fixed my, my pain that I was having in my hip socket and you should go see him. Or, you know, honestly, I, I'm really good at working with people who are trying to improve their glutes. So when you know, I've, I've had a client who, who had a straight up, flat pancake but and now and now she's confident and, and looking great and it's like wow that's awesome and she's going and telling people about that and like that's a game changer for her that's a game changer so yeah man those are definitely the top two top two things and and freedom just comes later but when you own a business you're never really free until you sell the business so um, I'm not really worried about that, but I, I just don't want to be tied to being stressed. That's, that's what it is. Being, being able to walk the talk. I have to be able to walk the talk. I can't just talk and not walk it. So, yeah, I love yeah. that. I love that. Again, I love the honesty and transparency here, but I mean, I think it's probably one of the most real podcasts that I've had in a while. Um, so, and, and last question for you here, and this one, please laugh about this. We had this one guy, like, I kid you not like a month ago, he, I asked this question, he walks out for like 10 minutes, comes back and he's like, I'm ready to go. I'm like, is it really that hard of a question? So, um, so if you could go back in time, Ben, and, and when you first started this gym, you know, or first started training, whatever you want to say, um, what, what, what's the one piece of advice that you would tell yourself with all the info that you know now and knowledge, you know, now what's that one piece of advice you would tell yourself back then? 
Well, you know, I don't know if I would have told myself back then because all of the, honestly, honestly, all of the failures and lessons that I've learned along the way have been super critical. So actually I'd probably, I'd tell myself to, I wouldn't tell him to get started right then and there. Because again, part of my story is the constant rejection I had in the corporate world and, and struggling and all that, on all that jazzy stuff. But I, what I would tell to everybody is definitely if you've got a business or a goal that you're looking to do, get started on it right away. Like literally get started on it right away. And it doesn't mean you have to quit your job at all. It doesn't mean you have to quit your job or do any of that stuff because I, all right, a good example. I, I have my own podcast as well. Right. And there's still so much work to be done. I can be more consistent. I can still be better production. I can just be better. Right. But it took me about 30 episodes. I'm on episode 49. It took me about 30 episodes in to really feel like, okay, I think I know what I'm doing now. 30. That's almost like a year and a half or two years worth of podcast episodes. So if you stack on the compound of delaying starting something, plus the amount of time it takes to start and fail and then get good at it, it can be it can be years and years and years until you finally reach a place if you continue to procrastinate on doing something right now. So getting started right now, figuring out where you stink, what you need to figure out, what lessons need to be made so that you can start really, really balling out. Because again, you know, my, everything I've done has had a residual effect. I started training in uh, 2014. I was not good at training really. And like everyone thinks I was good at training, but I know I wasn't good at training until 2018, right? That's four years of not being very good at really pinpointing what I need to get done. Had I delayed being a trainer, I wouldn't have even started my business in 2019. The pandemic would have hit me in 2020. And I wouldn't have all these clients in 2022. Imagine if I had started my business in 2020 or 2021, it'd be way different, way different. So, so everyone needs to get started on what their goals are right now. That's the message. I love it. I love it. I love Ben. Awesome stuff, man. Look, I feel it's a pretty good place to wrap things up in this episode, but before we sign out, Ben, you know, where can people find out more about you, man? Shout out your Instagram, website, Facebook, everything you got, man. What do you got for us? Yeah, yeah, I'm everywhere. Uh, Jamming Fitness. Just type it on Google, social media. I got like five Instagram accounts. So like you really cannot miss it. And it's just Jamming Fitness, J-A-M-I-N, like, like Ben Jamming. Awesome, Ben. Look, we absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast. We look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road. And to everyone who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you want to come on and hop in and talk about your business model from the fitness industry, click the link in the bio, fill it out, and our team will be interested in you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, 
tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.